0: Hello, and welcome to Gina's podcast, where we're going to be talking about all the freshest, coolest things regarding interracial couples. Oh, thanks, oh, Pew, pew, pew. Do <laughs> <your> theme music.
1: <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Love and Color, the podcast, where we look deeper into how racial identities impact dating and relationships in today's increasingly diverse world. In this episode, I'm joined with my friend and fellow CSUMB, or California State University, Monterey Bay, senior, Ari. In this episode, we're going to discuss how interracial relationships and dating are depicted in film and TV. So, for purely scientific reasons, I mean, basically for research, we watched a bunch of movies last week in preparation for this episode. Um, the first one we're going to talk about is The Big Sick. So let's get into the episode. Okay, so the summary of The Big Sick is Kumal is a Pakistani comic who meets an American graduate student named Emily at one of his stand-up shows. As the relationship blossoms, he soon spe- as <laughs> their relationship blossoms, he soon becomes worried about what his traditional Muslim parents will think of her. When Emily suddenly comes down with an illness that leaves her in a coma, Kumal finds himself developing a bond with her deeply concerned mother and father. So, Adi, yep. <laughs> how do you think this portrayed an interracial relationship?
0: Um, That's a good question. Aside from them being an interracial couple, um, I think it brought up a lot of difficulties that arise when you're dating someone from like a different culture um particularly in this film they talked a lot about um his family being muslim um one huge aspect that ended up being like the i guess the Point or the breaking point of their relationship was the fact that his mom wanted to set up like an arranged marriage Um, So she had different candidates coming in for dinner every single day And although he didn't really show that much interest in the girls that the mom was bringing in It was the fact that he was continuously going on these like quote-unquote dates um And then when emily found out she was very disappointed um with what was going on, his excuse, I guess, for everything was just that, um, it was part of his culture, and it was something that she was never going to be able to truly understand, just because it formed a part of, part of his identity that she would never really get to experience, um, as a white woman. So, I think that played a huge factor into the, into the relationship, and why eventually, or at that point, it didn't really work out, um, and that was right before she got really sick, so, i think like that was a good little tidbit because i I think that that's there are those little things in cultures and sometimes people I, i think for outside of any specific culture um don't really understand the purpose or the need well not the need but just like the reason behind doing certain things and it might seem super foreign to someone who isn't completely submerged or emerged into this culture um so yeah, I I could see both sides, but I think it's it's a good representation of like what happens when two cultures like come, together.
1: come together. Yeah, I was like,
0: oh, uh, hands. Yes, come together. For all those that you didn't see, I fist bumped myself
1: <laughs> An emotion <laughs> of coming together. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think? Um, I thought it like really showed an accurate rep- representation. Well, accurate as like I could see, because the main actor. He wrote this movie to represent like his own life and his own like it's marriage and experience with his <laughs> wife Emily, and what happened so mm-hmm. it was a it was based on his true life story so like yeah. that's where I see it being pretty accurate and not as stereotypical as like a lot of um interracial couples are portrayed as in film. it was kind of- i don't know seeing it from his side his point of view versus like the Uh, the white quote-unquote white person's point of view I thought that was really interesting too because he had to deal with like the racist comments and like at his comic shows and And stuff like that
0: we apologize to our all our dedicated viewers um there's a moving truck outside who just decided um those neighbors just decided to leave in order to ruin this podcast (laughs) and your experience we'll just work around that got a little bit distracted
1: (laughs) Continue, Gina. Um, And it showed, like, um the racist comments that he got at comedy shows and, like, how when he was talking with his brother about dating a white girl and his brother kind of freaked out, they were in a public setting. And they had to cover that up by being like, oh, we hate terrorists. We love white people. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because there was, like, this – there's always going to be,
0: like, these – I don't know, ideas or perceptions we have of certain groups. And it's almost like in that aspect, he couldn't voice his concern of like bringing home someone from a different culture without having to defend his like Americanism or his love or patriotism or love for the nation, mm-hmm. um, which I think was really interesting too. But <laughs> I think like one of the best parts of the film as well is like he, he was so worried about the relationship that. It, Emily would have with his parents but throughout the film what we mostly see we do get it like a a small portion of his relationship with Emily and how that began and you know the coming weeks of like them developing that relationship but after she gets sick all you really see is her parents interacting with him and even he was so worried about the culture shock between what was going to be Emily's relationship with his parents but he never considered the differences that he might have between himself and her parents and that's what you saw in the film and I think there was like one particular moment in the in the comedy show when they said something racist to him it was just like a is it a heckler in the in the audience yeah a heckler um and the mom Emily's mom stands up for him but it's almost like this it's I would say kind
1: of like cringy (laughs) Yeah. because <laughs> he, he, as, it got not uncomfortable. It was like the mom defending.
0: Yeah, God and God. it was almost like this idea of like the white savior in my eyes. It's like, and the, he's
1: like used to that that kind of stuff. And he's yeah. like, he just wipes it off. He's like, oh, it's okay. Don't make it worse. You know, kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah,
0: yeah. And it's almost like it for as you know, as a POC or it's like just anyone that's like gone through any experience. It's like a little racist. It's not right, you know. And someone should say something, but it's almost like as a POC you're kind of like okay don't make it bigger than don't make a spectacle out of out of the situation like just there are people like that and that's you have to go through the world like that and I think for someone that's like her parents that have never experienced racism you know being white um they almost felt a need to say something and I think that shows like two completely different lives lives lived in America because it's like I'm sure the first time you hear something racist, you're going to send to you, you say you defend yourself. But if it's a continuous thing and after a while that you realize like there's no point in even feeding into that versus someone who's just seen it for the first time and they're just so, like angry that it even happened. So I think those were like an interesting dynamic that was occurring during that show because you saw it all like someone who sadly or unfortunately is used to this type of treatment or at least has experienced it before versus someone who has never seen it and now almost feels like a duty to like rectify this I don't the, the racist I don't even know to, to rectify the situation or it's it's really it's, I liked that scene I thought it was really interesting.
1: I liked how we kind of got a different story of an interracial relationship. Because normally you see, like, the white parents not approving of the white son or daughter bringing yeah. home a, a person of color. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it was the reverse. Like, her parents welcomed him. at. I mean, at, at the, the beginning, beginning. they yeah. didn't really like him because he broke up with her. Or yeah, they yeah. broke up. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Um, because they found out about the dating thing. Yeah. But it was the other way around where he when he finally told his parents he was dating a white girl they kind of disowned him in a way you know the mom wouldn't even look him in the eyes didn't want to say anything like he moved away and like she wouldn't even say goodbye Mm -hmm. like so it was cool how we got a new story so I know like in in class we talked about like the dangers of the single story Mm -hmm. only hearing like only getting one story which like you know amplifies stereotypes like I know we watched a TED Talk called The Dangers of the Single Story. And she talks about how when she learned about Mexico and Mexican people, it became synopsis with immigrant for her. Hey, editing Gina here. Definitely meant to say synonymous and not synopsis here. Whoops. She had no other like image of... Mexicans other than immigrant, but then she went to Mexico and it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. So it was kind of like you need more than one story. We need to hear more than one because not everybody's the same, you know.
0: Yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good point. Um, and I think like like you said, it, it was an interesting twist to have the the story be told from someone that because I'm trying to think how the film would would change if it was the other way around, if Emily had had told the story. Because to her, she's, like, dating this guy, and then she finds out he's dating a bunch of other guys, or a bunch of other girls, and you're just like, oh, what a bastard, you know? Like, what a jerk. Um, But then from the alternative perspective, or the original perspective of the, the film... You you understand, like, where he's coming from. Like, you, you even see it's the the culture, repercussions like, of it. Mm-hmm. Like, after he decides to be like, yeah, I'm dating Emily. Like, this is the person I want to be with. His mom, yeah, like you said, does not talk to him, does not even look at him, does not say goodbye to him. Um, his dad's, like, forbidden from talking to him as well. Um, so
1: was like, his brother, but his brother, but, like, went against it and saw him anyway yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. But, yeah, it's like you're – I know we talked about that in the last – in my last podcast episode when I had – Um, hannah and miles hannah discussed this where people in her culture if they're found out dating somebody outside their culture they're they hold funerals for them they are dead to them and they're like family like they completely cut them out and that kind of stuff so it felt the kind of the same way so it's like that's more universal than like we get to see i guess
0: yeah yeah and i think yeah where's um Well, I guess it's not relevant, but, um, yeah, that's an interesting, that's a good tidbit of, like, information, I guess, um, and I think that's what's, like, represented in the film as well, um, and like you said, there's always, even though there's, like, so many movies and, and shows that have these interracial couples, I feel like oftentimes we see this... The same story over and over. But you know what? Actually, let me call something out. Why does interracial couple always have to like? There's so many limited roles of interracial couples being two POCs because there's never like. It's always just like it a, white a, white a white person and a black person. It can't be like yeah. an Asian and someone Middle Eastern, or like it can't be. Just never I guess that's like the portrayed. Same. Like an Asian and like a Mexican, like those are, those are, you never see those. And it's like, those exist. That's two different culture shocks. If So, yeah, that there's another thing, Hollywood. Check yourself.
1: We want more. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, we want more. We need more stories because I think like the more we see it, the more we talk about it, the more regular it becomes, the more... <laughs> that brings me to our next oh yeah sorry to cut you no over. go for it <laughs> i was gonna
0: say anyone watch on my blog they have a great that's another interracial couple um it's on have, netflix it's on netflix um go watch it it's great but the two protagonists or there's four but Two of them. One is black. She's an African American girl, and then the other is a Latino boy. We're assuming. I think he's from Mexico. I think at one point he stated, "Um, it's a Mexican American boy. His name's Caesar. Her name's Monse. and they date and they just go about their lives." Um. Interestingly,
1: I think that one too is is a new 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 way to see it too. That one's so like intricate because like he's in part of a gang I guess and then her dad was part of the op- opposing gang so he was in it was black versus latinos in- yeah like his parents in santos yeah well his no no they were in the, the other ones yeah the profit the
0: other gang the other gang <laughs> um and, okay, I know what you guys are all thinking. Okay, Latinos and Black people being in gangs how stereotypical. That is
1: very stereotypical. It
0: is, and actually, the actor, Diego Tinoco, um, and his older brother, who plays Spooky, they both talked about that and how close they were to rejecting the role um, because they didn't want to feed into, like, the stereotypical idea of, like, what a Latino should play and, like, the roles that are given to Latinos. But I think, like, the thing that they ultimately decided that they did want to stay on the project was the fact that these gangsters, these gangsters were so much more than just gangsters. You didn't get, you didn't see this like one sided idea of like what gangsters are. Usually you think, okay, oh my God, well, this gangster, he's a horrible human and you know, he hates <laughs> i don't know he hated school he was lazy whatever it may be that you think got him into that situ- that situation you see the alternative like the older brother was loved going to school and was like interested in culinary and just but he
1: had to like yeah take care of like his brother so like he had to yeah like, support his brother some way and so he got tied into this yeah and then caesar was
0: jumped in so he didn't even have a choice he just you're in or you die so between those two yeah I think he chose the better option of of the two um but what I was gonna say about Monse and Caesar's relationship was that I think that's an a new story as well because they're an interracial couple, but that's not mentioned in the show at no point in the show do they even do talk they even about talk it? about it mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't exist. They're just two people that grew up in the same neighborhood and now are together, and it's I feel like it's so common to see like these representations of interracial couple, couples where you have those scenarios where it's like, ooh, this is awkward because, ooh, my culture doesn't do that. And like, oh, like, it's almost like an easy punch for like comedy. Um, but then you have this other couple that's like, yeah, it's it's an aspect of who we are, but it's not our our complete relationship. It's not what defines our, our entire relationship. So I think that's also important, that perspective of like, yeah, sometimes it's a huge... You could get disowned, but sometimes it doesn't even matter. Um, so I think having those two completely different perspectives um, opens up a little bit more of like what it means to be in an interracial relationship.
1: I like love your example of on my block because that one shows or shows interracial relationships to to kids because this show is mostly probably for high schoolers, younger younger adults, you know, and it has such a wide audience. So Mm -hmm. it's been seen probably by a lot more people than maybe, like, the movie we saw.
0: Yeah, because I had never
1: seen that movie. Yeah, Yeah. it was just on Amazon. (laughs) (laughs) I never look at the Amazon movies. Well, yeah, because, like, I mean, we talked about, um, what's the movie that we, the other movie we were going to watch? Yeah, Get Out, duh. Oh yeah. Huge blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> What's, that, What's that other small that's small, small budget little film indie? <laughs> little indie movie. Nobody I saw think it. it was an indie movie, right? Originally? I, I think know. so,
0: because Jordan Peele that was his first movie. Um or just like blew up that mastermind.
1: No, yeah. What were you saying about Get Out? Sorry. Oh, just because that's like you said, it just goes back to white person of color, you know? Like instead yeah. of having like the multiple views and I don't know if that one's just that one seems a little bit harder to believe you know this kind of story and yeah. like maybe some people will like think oh that's what really happened like I don't know yeah it was just we
0: were we were talking about it and I was telling to I was ta- telling Gina um the the get out because we were just talking about the meaning behind get out and I mentioned to her that I thought it was this idea of a post-racial era which I know Jordan Peele talked about in a sense that he said that it was supposed during the time that he was thinking of creating that that film or writing the script to that film, he was hearing a lot about how Obama's presidency was supposed to represent this post-racial era where race no longer formed, or at least your race didn't uh take away from opportunities given to you and all the all the things that come that come along with race. But what I was telling Gina is just that that movie was so interesting to me because I think that like, if we look back a hundred years ago, um, the black community and who they were was completely hated by American society and um, well, American society in the sense that it's like white American society. Um, And that all, everything that made a person black or any semblance to the Black community was considered ugly or or not acceptable. And now, fast forward to current times, we have people within the white community or within other communities mimicking the Black community. And it's almost like it's only acceptable when we do it now. And I kind of took the film of Get Out as a message or warning that, like, what's to come next, you know? At first, you hated what makes us us and now you're accepting it you're accepting black qualities but for yourselves just like big booties or like big lips all those things
1: the cultural appropriation the
0: cultural appropriation of it all and then what's to come next like will mimicking a black person not be enough where you have to now be a be person. a black person and we have you know situations of that what's that girl's name rachel oh yeah uh, we
1: talked about her on like the first day yeah rachel
0: zell something like that right well you guys know which one um <laughs> yeah you know yeah NAACP. she identifies as black and the woman is not black so are we moving towards this this type of this era where not only mimicking the black community or appropriating the black community or other um oppressed groups is going to be enough it's you have to move past it and do you want to now become this black person and what does that say about like this hier- hierarchy that we've built in our society where it's like, we've been told we were less than and now you're trying to be us and it's like, and I I, I can't speak for the black community, but you know, it's almost like it's, it's that's what I kind of took the film as, um, but that's
1: just a little, this is not a get out review. <laughs> Do you think this movie? Do you think Get Out helped or hurt people's point of views on interracial relationships? Do you think like people would be like less like likely to get into one because they think something like this could happen, or like something like? I don't know. Um,
0: like, no, that's a good question. I'm trying to think of like
1: cuz like, an you answer. know, I I've heard like people talking about it be like, "Oh, that's my biggest fear," like going to like someone's Yeah, someone's I, I remember
0: after seeing Get Out, I was like, "Oh my god, do not I, trust the do not try trust the white man, but yeah. no one ever told you do not trust the white woman." Yeah. Um yeah, I I I don't know, I guess, because I definitely think that after the film Get Out, it's, like, it pushed this idea of, like, I I don't even, I think it kind of gave a sense of, like, don't trust a white person because something bad's gonna happen to
1: you. It always does. <laughs> I think it kind of reversed the roles, because before it used to be, like, don't trust the black person or the black man, you know, like. Yeah. Because um, those were always, like, the stereotypes were, like, in, like, all those movies are like the green, the green mile, I um, think. Yeah. Like, I mean, that that's sad. not, yeah. yeah. So it, it was always like that, like, be afraid of like the black man. They're going to come.
0: Well, I'm going to reverse it back. Yeah. And throw it back to any group that's ever trusted the white man. Yeah. The native Americans. Oh. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 100%. Yeah, I I agree with that that it did instill some fear in it's people. It's narrative like, yeah. Yeah, that white
1: people want to like write, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I think like I don't know because I guess where I'm having difficulty is like I do see where that narrative is being pushed of like don't trust the white man and that can cause a huge divide between like people wanting to enter these types of relationships, but I think um I think, I don't know where I, what I was going to say. Like, in my, no, I think it did good. Um, yeah, I think it, it definitely caused some type of, like, divide? In a sense? But, I don't, I, I guess I don't know how to answer that. I think I'd have to think it over a little bit more just to be, like, sure if, there isn't any like pros that outweigh the cons but i think that that's a fair point to say that to some extent it did instill a little bit of fear of like trusting white people um yeah what did you what do you think how would you answer that
1: ask me the question again
0: <laughs> it was do you think that the movie get out in their interpretation of an interracial couple affected interracial couples now do you think like there was any benefit or do you think it was more of like a it caused more harm
1: um twofold I mean I honestly think it, it's beneficial to see any kind of story with an interracial couple the more representation we can have like the better I think because it, it just normalizes it so people who are against interracial dating and relationships They see these things or movies, big movies, and they're seeing people either, you know, representing an interracial couple or an interracial couple goes and sees this movie, and they see people on the screen that look like them. You know, it just yeah, So that's me. You're You're like, like like, that's so crazy. I really identified with the girl from Get Out. Uh, Oh no, but I think it helps just. (laughs) <laughs> having being able to like see it you know instead yeah. of I think there needs to be more though I want to see different interracial couples. yeah because before when you think of an interracial couple you probably just think of black and white you don't think of all the other
0: like, mixes yeah.
1: of colors yeah um,
0: but then I guess I guess a follow what that's leading me to think though is like there's um what was it recently? I was... My gosh. There was... um, Okay, well, let's... Michael B. Jordan, let's bring him up. Ooh, yeah. Right? Love talking about him. (laughs) Yeah, because, yes, I agree that, like, interracial couples and seeing them on screen are important, but then there's also this other aspect, and this is coming from, like, in a sense of, like, the perspective of the Black community. Um, The the black woman or black female is there's always been this notion and uh, tied to them that they're not as that they're not desirable right by like white people and this is like shown through like or by any person is the narrative that they tried to give them which is completely false but um because you and, and it, it first occurred with like the depiction of the mammy and like this representation that, like, black women were this particular thing when they completely weren't in order to prevent... I guess it all started with, like, slavery and, like, the, the idea that, like, these slaves are not going to be desirable to the owners or masters of the, the plantation or whatever they were working in. Um, but they obviously were because a lot of these women got raped. The point is that, that that idea that black women are not desirable has carried on for so long that, like, is it, I know when President Obama was coming to office, one of the big things that, like, the Black community really loved about him is that he was married to a Black woman. As a Black man, he was married to a Black woman. So then I kind of, it makes me wonder where interracial couples fall in that, because it's almost like, in that sense, you're like, yes, like and what, Michelle Obama's like one of the most loved people now by like any person. Um, so it almost shows like a a strength within that community. Like, yes, you found like as a black man, you married a, a strong, beautiful black woman and like that's great. And then as as a Latino, you find your own women beautiful and like that's who you married. So I, I guess like is it harmful, do you think, at any point for that? Because I, I guess, like, one of the biggest criticisms people have is when someone from a community looks outside of their own community because it's almost like it makes you question whether there's some type of internalized racism and whether they're looking outside of their community because of how they're meant how they perceive their
1: own community. Um, what do you think? That's like the most interesting like idea. I've never thought of it that way. I don't know if it's like just because of how I was raised or how I grew up or like being privileged and being like I've mm-hmm. never thought that I couldn't date anybody else. You know kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I've never been told like oh you have to date within your culture because I don't really have a culture. I don't know. I don't really feel like I have a culture so it's interesting to see it from that point of view. I never even thought, like, oh, seeing an interracial couple might be harmful to people who want to see,
0: yeah, their, their, own their strength growth. in their community. Yeah, um, because Michael B. Jordan's criticized for that a lot. He's been pretty open and has made some comments that I think like he regretted <laughs> um, as he becomes a bigger artist or a bigger celebrity um, mm-hmm. slash actor is that he has expressed a lack of interest for the Black woman um, as a potential partner. And a lot of what I see a lot is women, and I can say this like from my own experiences with my friends, it's almost like they're kind of disappointed with the fact that he can appreciate the... I don't know, like, the beautiful queens that are, like, that are living in his, like, own culture and that he's, like, isolated himself from that. And it's almost a reflection of, like, what society is telling him is beautiful. I
1: just think, yeah, I, I think that's so limiting to, like, limit yourself to, like, only wanting to date a certain race or, so, like, being like, oh, I'm only attracted to yeah this certain race. Like, that's just so limiting. It's, like, one quality of... An entire human. Yeah, that's yeah. one aspect. And that's just, like you said, that's, like media reinforced beauty views or like yeah you know and that kind of stuff i think it ties also to what we learned in class it's like um
0: i i don't think that interracial couples are a bad a bad thing at all but i think that the problem lies when that's all you're seeing when you're seeing a black man with a white woman when you're seeing a Latino with a white woman when you're seeing an asian with a white woman or when you're seeing an asian woman with a white man it's like i think if there was more diversity in in what you're seeing cuz okay so let's say i think the issue we with like
1: more diversity in general
0: yeah because the issue with obama is everyone was concerned that like oh here comes another black politician with a white wife and then he comes out with michelle obama and everyone's like no we love that this is a strong black couple representing like a strong black family with their kids um and i don't think people would have paid as much attention if that was a more common thing that you saw. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, like, unfortunately, in a lot of things here in the States that you have to deal with is the fact that, and you might even do it subconsciously, but like, you almost feel the need to even in your romantic pursuits, feel like you need to still prove that you're American and that you belong here by creating a family with someone who's that ideal image of America or the the housewife. Um so I, I think you're right. Like if we saw more couples like Michelle and Brock, then no one would really care if we saw a couple like I don't know. The get out know. couple.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know like Seal and Heidi, but they definitely broke up. They definitely did <laughs> break up.
0: Oh yeah, Seal and Heidi's one. Yeah. Or, know. like, the Kardashians with any of their friends, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think?
1: Do you just think that we need more, like, visibility in general? Um, yeah, I mean, yes. Yes, obviously. obviously. We, <laughs> need <more>. we need more. <laughs> yes, just, obviously. Because you're saying, like, the single story. Like, we only get, like, the single story of this, that, that. Yeah. We need more stories. Yeah. Um how do you think we could get more stories? Do you think like there's like is it just people speaking up that we want to see this? Like people going and seeing movies like Get Out or seeing movies like The Big Sick or like do you think there needs to be like laws in place? Like yeah. um I just I don't know how that would be like legally. Right? Maybe there like how but, we do uh, that for like representation in film.
0: Yeah, um, I'm not, co- I feel like we're sharing away from interracial yeah. couples and just going straight to race, um, okay, will we'll, we'll tie it back, back in, we'll tie it back in. <laughs> um, don't log off, people. We're, we're, we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming back. Um, I, I guess, I, I don't think there's really a way to do it. I think, um, I think we live in... world where money talks and I think that if you see something on screen that you support and that you want to see more of you have to invest in that. Um, We saw it work for Crazy Rich Asians, which was a huge box office hit. We saw it work with Black Panther. I think, and it sounds so mean to say it, but I think Ben said it pretty accurately in class, big CEOs or big owners of companies or filmmakers or people that are investing, investors, do not care what you put on screen, as long as it makes money, so as an audience, do we then have an obligation to support the these films that that represent that for us? So Black Panther and all black cast, well, almost all black, but there was that one white like, character, um, and then we have Crazy Rich Asians. Um, I mean, this isn't really like representation, but like Coco, that was a great film. I love, <laughs> love Coco. <laughs> um, now, Dora the Explorer is coming out. Um, so, so yeah, I think that like, what's important is putting, putting, investing your money and time in things that you truly feel are impacting the way. First of all, impacting film, and then second of all, impacting society in general and I think that like that's why Jordan Peele has had so much success because aside from um his movies being great what an icon um they carry so much meaning and it's you go into a Jordan Peele movie knowing that you're going to get a good film but you leave thinking about that film for days I mean I just watched us what on Tuesday and I'm still like that movie was great I loved it. I
1: want to talk about with
0: everybody. I really do. Gina's been trying. (laughs) Gina's been listening to the past few days and like watch us (laughs) so we can talk about it. Um,
1: But but yeah, that's that's what I think. Do you think that seeing interracial couples in film helps break down the like barriers or break down some of like the stereotypes that like people have about interracial couples in real life or in general? Do you think it like? Helps. I keep saying like make it normal. It, it like is normal. Normalized. Like it's normal to me because like this is my life. Like, but to I, some you know, people, it's yeah, not. Exactly. And I think, um like I think, race could, shouldn't yeah. matter, but it does it to a lot of does.
0: people. um Can I talk about one video that I saw and you might have seen it too? Do you watch What Would You Do? Uh, say mm-hmm. equinones. Um, he does a segment on YouTube. I, I'm pretty sure it's like a show, but you know how they like upload videos to YouTube. Um, where he creates a scenario, and there's act he there's paid actors and stuff. Um, and the rest is just like normal people, and he'll set up in random places around the United States, and then see what people would do in those cases. And there, there's been so many. Um, there was one with like interracial couple, and then he will the parents would be like well i don't agree with this and then have people around them be like oh like i'm in an interracial couple too like i completely understand where you're coming from like you sh-. so there you get different reactions from people and it's super interesting to old to see like there's some reactions where you're like good you shouldn't let them so like you shouldn't let him marry her or like her marry him and they'll flip roles where like it'll be a poc um that's like the male part will be a poc or the female part they'll switch it up um but there's those. And then aside from that, I think another aspect that people don't talk about is like families. Um, there was one particular, what would you do where this, um, what was it? This white man was take, had his black child and, um, it was like this little girl and, everyone the the scenario was that these two people were gonna be sitting there, like it's his dad having breakfast with his daughter and she the waitress comes and she's just like, Oh, who's that? Oh, I know exactly yeah. what you're
1: talking about. I don't know why it took me so long to like figure out what, what like
0: Yeah yeah yeah. yeah. And she was like, Oh who's that? Is that like and she was like, like, he's if like my oh. standards will react or not. Yeah 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 and then um he was like oh this is my daughter and she was like Oh, she adopted or like all these things like without even like the idea of like maybe the mother's black, maybe, like, not even thinking, and then at the end, she's like, I'm gonna call, like, the police, because I think you kidnapped this little girl, and, like, all of these things, and you see people around them, they're like, yeah, call the police, check to see if she's kidnapped, because this doesn't add up, this white man with this, like, black daughter, please call the police, and it's almost like, in that sense, you're saying, like, oh, it's so normal, but apparently not, because most of the reactions were, like, please call the police, even though the little girl never looked frightened at any point, kept calling him dad, like, oh, hey, dad, can you get me this, hey, dad, had fun last weekend going, go-karting, like, whatever it was (laughs) that they were talking about, and everyone, most everyone's reaction was, like, call the police, that doesn't make sense to them, it seemed foreign to them, so, um, I think in, in, and I think I think about things like that and I'm like that's so sad for people that happened to have fallen in love with someone who is in a different cultural group or ethnic group or racial group and having to go with about their lives like on a daily basis like this because how many times do you like if I had like if if I was a white man and I had a black child it's like it's having to deal with like looks every day like that
1: doesn't add up or like those things experience that growing up yourself yeah how would you help your your child with things that you've never had to experience Mm -hmm. that you've been privileged enough not to like deal with yeah you're you're suddenly like hit with things that you've never had to deal
0: with. and you're and yeah and like what years does your child get asked do people ask her things or they should you explain her race at an early age and explain her like why this is, like, why people have a problem with this, or why people stare at you a little longer, why people keep asking who this man is, it's, it, it's really sad, so I think that goes back to what I was, what we were talking about, I guess, about the, um, the idea of, like, the Obamas and, like, forming a black, like, a proud black family, like, that wouldn't matter if we saw a more diverse idea of what relationships are. If we saw more strong Black families, but we also saw some mixed families, and we're like, yeah, mix it up, love that. Or like, you know, whatever it is that was not stereotypical and not what we, it's always pushed on our throats. It's like, yeah, no one would really bat an eye. No one would care as much. And its it's sad to see that... <sighs> I, I don't know, I, I guess I don't want to come off as saying, like, I don't want to come off as being like, uh, you know, destroy everything, because I am I guess I'm not saying, like, there shouldn't be interracial couples, and I'm not saying there shouldn't be um a, rep- a representation of a family of one singular culture, but I think there should be a variety of that and maybe more stories focused on that in order to create a more accurate depiction of what exists in america
1: yeah i think like what you were saying like made me realize that we're kind of biased here in california thinking that this might or like we we see this as normal but not everybody does Mm -hmm. and like it reminded me of i was in my 301 ways of knowing philosophy class and we were all talking about interracial relationships everybody was like chiming in about who they're dating all this kind of stuff and a lot of people were in interracial relationships and it was really cool to listen to their stories like oh i get to experience a new language i get to experience new food but then a girl raised her hand and said no absolutely not my parents would disown me like i i'm not allowed to date a a black she said a black man she's like i'm not going to be a stereotypical white girl dating a black man i would never date outside my race and it was shocking to like hear like in a classroom setting yeah. with we had a diverse class you know like there was had, definitely
0: people that were black there were people that of color house.
1: in our class and she's just bashing on their culture right in front and it was just shocking to hear but like just that not everybody thinks the same way I guess that we do is or I do or anything like that is yeah. like it's kind of hard to understand that it's like we're in California versus like You know, the South Mm -hmm. or like Yeah.
0: If you drive for about a couple hours. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Um like how it would be different. Yeah, that's that's why I think like movies are kind of important because movies kinda bring people together. Like movies people in California or in the South will probably watch the same like big box office movies. So like I think representation kinda in film is like the way forward in helping interracial couples becoming or, like, overcoming things, like, what do you think would be, like, the way forward in overcoming these kind of obstacles for interracial couples? Do you mean, like,
0: what would, well, I guess my question was like, what would be the obstacle? Like, do you mean, like,
1: racism or um, any kind of, you know, people not approving of it or because, we're soon gonna be majority minority and this is just yeah. become more prevalent and we're gonna see more stories and we're gonna have to talk about it, you know? Yeah. Um
0: I would say visibility. Um visibility and placism. So I think one of the biggest obstacles and when discussing race is the lack of visibility in
1: certain places <laughs> yeah, can you explain like the placism? because i know you're a teacher for african-american yeah. studies african-american life and history life in yeah. history he had said like racism is Placism. um yes so what
0: i don't even know
1: this is a lot to unpack oh it is in okay. a short podcast he had said it so like briefly and I was like, <laughs> yeah. like nonchalant like yeah, That's just, yeah. I like wrote it down of, yeah. I wrote it down and I was like yeah.
0: what does this mean <laughs> um what he's talking about is just kind of like the idea that where you come from is determines like uh, I guess I don't even know how to explain it
1: um sorry we took a little break i'm taking a little break back. y'all because i didn't read her text <laughs> no i'm kidding so from my under let me give me a sec gina wiener go ahead okay no worries so i know in like the last episode like what we were talking about is like the way forward is through communication and talking about race where a lot of times people are afraid to talk about race or take the colorblind stance and taking the colorblind stance doesn't make racism go away or doesn't, like, help it. So, I know that last time we talked about communication and visibility and all that kind of stuff is just, like, the way to help or the way to make things normal.
0: Okay, yes. Um, Ari. So, <laughs> so placism, basically, Jana, is just the idea that where you come from determines how people perceive you. Um... And the way that my professor explained it to us is just kind of, like, aside from... So in in America, we have these notions of who people are based on where they live. You think of Black people as ghetto because most of them lived in the ghetto, and that's what you attach it to. Um, So what I was... what i was originally trying to get at is what what were we talking about
1: the first time i said oh racism is places no No, i said
0: like um oh visibility and places yes so my point to that was like (laughs) um moving there's these these pockets like you said yes living in california It's hard because we think we are like, America is so diverse. America is this place that's like great and whatever. But that's not necessarily the case. We, as much as anyone else in a different area, live in an echo chamber of what is acceptable here. I think if here in California, particularly where we live, and like you'll see it a lot in big cities, it's like these liberal ideas are what is seen as the norm, right? So to most people here, Thinking outside of that is like what, what, what? Like, what century are you from? Um, but I think like the best way to combat that is to infiltrate different places. Um, and I'm not talking about Russia, Donald Trump, election. You know <laughs> what I'm talking is um, being visible, kind of like Daryl Davis's work. So going into places where you see like KKK groups or these different pockets in the United States where racism is common and and frequent and it's a frequent thing that people go through and the reason you don't, and it's it's hard because like there's these places where white people live and they've never seen a black person. They've never seen a Latino. They've never seen the, a gay person, whatever it may be, a Muslim. They've never seen these things. They've never seen, they've never been exposed to different types of people. So in their head, all they have to go based off of is what people tell them about them, how media portrays them, how films portray them. Um, and they'll never really get to know someone like that. And it creates this echo chamber where it's like, I was raised- not me personally, but, like, as, like, me identifying, like, as a white person in, like, middle America or whatever, um, if I grow up as a racist white man, I'm going to teach my kids how to be racist white people as well, white men, women, um, and that's going to continue on because the likelihood of them being able to break that idea that I've instilled in them is going to be a lot harder because they're never going to be exposed to POCs. So, and then because there's so many white racist people here, POCs are like, I'm not going to step foot there. Like, I'm not going to be welcome there. Like, why would I do that? Um, but it's like, it creates these two echo chambers where it's like one side is like constantly only exposed to to this idea. And personally, I think we're right. Like, I think people just shouldn't be racist. But I think that like a huge part of it is is going to these places and creating homes there and and having a a life there because guess what whether they like it or whether they like it or not that's gonna be they're gonna they're gonna see someone that they're not used to seeing and they're gonna have to either change their perspective be like hey maybe I wasn't fully considering what this person who this person is um and I think that's the best way to To fight that is to show them like, yeah, no, just a regular old person, just like you, you know? So I, 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 in that sense, I think it is places that you place yourself in, in, in an area that necessarily doesn't have a high population that looks like you. But that's how you get started. And yeah, and it's rough though, because obviously being one person in a sea of one POC in a sea of white people it's intimidating um but someone has to do it yeah i think
1: i totally agree with like your i think visibility is like the way the way forward visibility in i guess we'll go back to in film and everything i feel like i give like the younger generations i think it i give them a lot of credit like i feel like it's going to be Obviously, not everybody, but with social media and having more visibility on there of seeing different cultures and or, you know, hashtags like you know Black Lives Matter getting more, you know, of that out there where they're not as um, so closed off or so in their own bubbles now, because we have so much more resources and visibility, like you said, so I think it just comes down to that getting more minorities in film getting more interracial couples in film hearing more stories seeing more stories not being seeing one having one idea of like what interracial dating is or interracial relationships are Mm -hmm.
0: no yeah i agree with everything you're saying retweet
1: (laughs) um do you have any other questions um i don't think so do you have any like final like comments that you want to date whoever you like <laughs> um, yeah I don't know
0: um, date whoever you like unless your mom says no then don't <laughs> I'm kidding don't put that in <laughs> edit all that out nope uh-uh. no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we just goodbye. be like siempre, mi mamá dijo que siempre no <laughs> which means like my mom said never mind <laughs> never mind <laughs> uh, I'll go on a date with you but my mom said never mind so I can't <laughs> Um no, just really edit all that out. I would say as my final closing thoughts has to be something really represents this entire podcast. Um something deep and profound. So all I got to say to everyone out there is be who you are, love yourself, love others and love in color. Thank you. Goodbye. (laughs) And now the music. Do you like that? Yeah.
1: Thank you. Thanks so much, guys. Catch you on the next episode. I don't know what else to say. Catch you on the flip side, broskies. Stay tuned for the next episode. Bye. That
0: won't have me, so it'll be a lot worse.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye.